there we go. And that is us live. You are here watching MMA UK. And tonight we've got uh, another MMA UK special, a little bit of kind of a Welsh theme here tonight. We've got, uh, firstly, fresh off the back of a big win, maybe the biggest win of his career, Brett the Pikey Johns. Uh, Brett, how's it going this evening, buddy? I'm not too bad, not too bad. I'm just uh, just come back in for some tra uh, from training earlier. Feeling really good, trying to keep uh, on top of things, but I picked up a little nasty injury, but I'll explain that uh, during the whole podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute then. And obviously, secondly, but definitely not lastly, is uh, Corey McKenna. Corey, um, heard you got some big news coming up as well. But firstly, how, how's it been? It's been a while since we spoke. I think Cage Warriors at, at the last time when your opponent pulled out was the last time I saw you. Uh, how's life been treating you since then? Yeah, just uh, training hard, you know, every single day. Uh, it's been a long layoff. I think it's been, well, what, I haven't fought for over 18 months now. So uh, just looking forward to getting back in there, really. Yeah, a, lo a long time for you as well, because you usually have to stay quite active, don't you, in your, in your last couple of years competing them? I mean, I've, if you look at it, I'll have, like, active since like, I had my last two fights were a month apart, but then there was, like, a year before that, and there was, like, 18 months yeah. after that. So it's like, it's like everything comes, and then it's, like, all or nothing. So... Yeah. So, Corey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, actually, fir firstly, I want to come to you, Brett, because uh, obviously it's been a big, it's been a big couple of months for fighters, Welsh fighters, UK fighters. But I heard outside of the cage, there was a, a little bit of good news for you and the girlfriend, wasn't it? The other day, I, I sure I saw on social media. Yeah. So, um, after eight years, I finally took the biggest plunge in my career and um, <laughs> got got down on one knee. But um, no, everything's good, you know. Um. She's been there a very, very long time, not just in my career, but with everyday life. And uh, eight years, I think it was about time. So, um, yeah, obviously, we're looking to get the the wedding all sorted out. Hopefully, by about maybe April, May uh, 2022. Uh, mate, honestly, all the best. Couldn't have a nicer bloke. And, uh, yeah, wish you all the best. But... But back on to fight news now because we we've got we've got something coming up. Uh, Corey McKenna, you've been out of the cage for eighteen months now, but we heard that you were going to be getting on to Dana White's uh, contender series. What what's what's the story with that? Is it is it going ahead? Is it not? We know there were some some issues with you, but what what's going on? What can you tell us? Yeah, a lot of hurdles uh, for us to get through. Obviously, taking a fight on a few weeks' notice. Um, I'm always obviously prepared for a fight, but obviously being in Vegas, it's the a lot of visa work, a lot of medical work. Um, but, you know, my management team and everything really pulled together. Poor Jack's lost what little hair he had left. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've we got it done. I had my visa appointment this morning, uh, all approved, just waiting on the last bit of paperwork, and I'll be flying out Friday. So, quite week. Brilliant. And, uh, yeah, you, you had a couple, of, uh, a couple of difficult trips, didn't you, on the way to get sort of – the medical work done and, and things like that. What, what was the story with that? Can you, can you tell us watching if, if we're allowed to know? Yeah, just having no luck, isn't it? Like just, uh, I think it did like nine hours of driving, MRI machines broke. Uh, I've now got to get extra blood work, got to run around getting coronavirus tests, but it's all part of the process. Like uh, I don't think it would be fight week without a little bit of chaos, a little bit of, a little bit of uh, unnecessary stress. It's the fun yeah. of it, isn't it? So for everyone, for everyone watching, it's not just a case of you turn up and fight. Like you've got to go through a lot of stuff, especially now in coronavirus. Like getting out to these places, I'm sure Brett will tell us in a minute. Like it's it's not easy, and uh, yeah, honestly, it's it's an it's an exciting time, and we wish you all the best for the fight. But what what do you know about your opponent, Corey? I think it's is it Vanessa Demopoulos? Yeah. So um, she's you know she's 
LFA's first ever strawweight champion. Uh, you know, LFA's pretty much the biggest organization outside the UFC in uh, in the US. So it's a top opponent. You know, she's got high pedigree of grappling. Um, she's very well renowned. Uh, but in terms of obviously the fight itself, like looking at from a fighter's perspective, I'm really excited for the matchup stylistically. I think it's a good opportunity for me to show my level um, and kind of go out there and instigate my own game plan. Yeah, it's, it's quite a similar record as well. I think she's five and one and you're four and one. So it, it is quite a good matchup in terms of, of levels in that sense, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And like you say, like in my eyes, like, I'm a few fights behind where I should be. Um, so I think I do think, like I say, with all the training I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sparring at the highest level. I'm competing at the highest level when possible. So just because I've had like a bit of a layoff, it doesn't mean necessarily that I've, you know, I'm, I'm still only improving. Uh, so I'm looking forward to going out there and showing everyone that I'm still improving, regardless of whether I've been out and active. Yeah. And what, what's, what's training been like for you over lockdown as well, Corey? I know we're sort of, we're coming out the other end of it now, but what, what's it been like for you over the last couple of months in terms of, you know, keeping fit, keeping keeping fight ready? Uh, I'm very fortunate. I've got two home gyms back in my house. So uh, one of them's padded out with uh, obviously all the boxing equipment and stuff. And the other one's got my CV machines and uh, my weights and stuff. Uh, so what we did once everything got into like full lockdown, uh, my teammate from Colchester moved in with me for a month, uh, and we basically just spent like four weeks punching each other in the head, rolling around <laughs> on the mats. Uh, it was like we, we said it was like the best like little like summer camp ever. Um, and then once things started like lightening up in back in England, uh, obviously I started a BKK back here. So um, what, obviously they were a bit ahead of Wales with the lockdown stuff. Uh, so I headed down here to do some small group training and some uh, sneaky sparring uh, just to make sure I'm staying ready and everything. So uh, yeah, staying nice and prepared anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's very exciting, Corey, and uh, we're very much looking forward to that fight. We've got Oban Elliott commenting, saying McKenna will contend the mind. And uh, he's <laughs> he's then, he's put another comment, which is, I'm assuming aimed at Brett, where he's saying he will <laughs> he will engage the mind. So... I mean, Brett, uh, we'll, come, we'll come to you next, buddy, because like we said, we've, we've been talking about these uh, these big cards coming up. I would say you've probably just come back off one of the most historical string of cards the UFC have ever put on, you know, in a global pandemic on a, an island in Abu Dhabi. First of all, getting a win, what was that like out there and what was the whole experience like for you? Yeah, like, like to be honest, um, it was the first camp with uh, me, and um, things literally couldn't have gone any smoother uh, fight week. The only... The only thing I'd say that was a bit of a disappointment was the actual fight itself. I didn't feel like, you know, it was one of them things, I think. You know, sometimes you just got to win ugly and got to win pretty. But um, but that was an ugly fight and just happy to get my hand raised. Montel's a very tricky, tricky customer. I was just happy to get the win. But um, like, like Corey, obviously going through this contender series, you know, you were saying earlier about all the visas and stuff like that. Like, the whole process out in Abu Dhabi was absolutely crazy. And I think... You know, but it, but it's all part of the making that, like getting the victory, and it's 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 just that much more sweeter. You're going through all that process, and um, when when you head out there, call you know with Vegas and stuff, and being in the apex, it's just you know I'm jealous. I'm fought in the apex, yeah. I'd <laughs> love to be there, you know. But um, it's going to be a hell of experience too. But yeah, you know the 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 whole trip in Abu Dhabi went fantastic. Uh, being being alongside, you know, partner and Shaky as well during that week was brilliant, you know. Obviously, I couldn't take my coach, uh, James Wallace, out this time, but obviously James has done his fair share with myself. 
And like I said, you know, it, it, it was um, very, very, you know, it's an historical event. And, uh, and being a part of that event with two other great Welsh MMA fighters, John Phillips and Jack Shaw, was just that much more sweeter. And, um, you know, it was the night of Jack's fight, which I really saw the whole event take place, really. And um, seeing the smile on Jack's face afterwards, I knew I had to get that win out there. Yeah. Then. But, um, <laughs> It's been it's been it's been amazing, you know. It has been amazing few months. Like I said, you know, I would have liked the better performance, but you know, back in January, got a good win, a half tidy performance, and obviously getting a win this time. Not the best performance, but two and zero this year. You can't really go wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, it, you say it wasn't the best performance, Brett, but I I kind of have a different perspective on that because I thought Montel was a very very good fight there. Yeah, we thought we spoke about it a couple of months ago, if you remember those. You know, massive yeah, hands. Yeah. I think you could definitely see that when he was grabbing on you. But you worked him. I thought you were winning all the rounds apart from getting dropped in the first. Um, so, yeah, again, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think you were losing. You you lost the first round, I would say, because of the knockdown. But you were winning the at knockdown. that point. Yeah, so, yeah I, think, I think when I spoke to uh, when I spoke to Shay and Carl afterwards, like they, they were completely happy, mind. There's not there's not a thing about it. They were they were happy. And, and like me and Carl spoke about going out before going out there and after the fight. And he said, it, you know, sometimes this is going to happen. You're going to come across some adversity in fights. And, um, you know, like I said, uh, any advice to anybody who's fighting, getting dropped can be slightly inconvenient, <laughs> you know. But, um, but no, I'm, 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 super, I'm super happy, though. I am happy to get the win. And, um, like I said, it would have been horrible going out there and, and doing all that work and, you know, losing. It was definitely the best shape I've ever been in. And I was just happy. Absolutely chuffed. Um, the week up went absolutely brilliant, and like I said, to get the win out there was uh, fantastic. Yeah, and Brett, you said obviously it was your first time being cornered by Carl Parker and Richard Shaky Shaw, obviously up at Shaw Mixed Martial Arts. They had their work cut out from obviously our first round. You got dropped. It was right at the end of the round. Well, what was it like, sort of being in a new corner and coming out, coming across that sort of uh, that sort of a first round against Montel Jackson? It was. Um... Believe it or not, I was I, in them situations. I thought I would probably be really shocked. I'd probably be like, "Oh my god, go back to the corner." I was quite relaxed, you know, considering I'd just literally been dropped. And it's the believe it or not, it was the first ever time. And this is a small detail, but to me, it goes a long way. It was the first ever time I sat down in the corner. It was the first time I'm really? always on my feet in the corner. I never sit down. So Shaky brought the stool in. I think that was a a, a wise decision, considering I. I'd been hurt uh, not not long before that, so she he come in and said sit down and we sat down. He said, "Are you feeling?" I said, "Yeah, I'm okay." You know, I'd be honest with you, my fitness is my best attribute. You know, like if someone come up to me 20, 20 minutes before the fight and said, "Look, you've got to go five fives," I'd agree to it. I'm always in that shape, ready to go, and um, and I had the best camp. And it, you know, like I said, I got really pushed in that camp by by Carl and Shaky and obviously Wally, and it, you know, it showed in the fight because. You know, it's all good getting them knockouts and getting them early um, early decisions. But, um, you know, to, for me, I, fitness is the key. And a lot of fighters might disagree with me, but fit, in my mind, fitness is the key and durability is the key. Like, I got Robin Elliott in the gym, who's one of my best mates, and that guy's just putting people away in the first two or three minutes. I tell him, then 15 minutes, though, you know, <laughs> you're going to go the full 15 with me, you know? And, uh, like, yeah, it'd be nice to probably get a nice early stoppage once or twice, but... Um, at the minute, there seems to be a good finish of the, uh, in January and a decision now. Hopefully, we'll get something for um, November. Yeah, the, the pikey's on a bit of a roll at the moment. It's always good to yeah. see. And uh, Corey, you've obviously spent a lot of time up in Abbotsley area as well. 
uh, training with Richard Shaw. What, what is it like having these guys in your corner and going back? And how important is it to have these kind of corner men who can keep calm in a in a tricky situation? Yeah, obviously, um, I've not really uh, trained at uh, Shaw's for like over but, six months now. Yeah, um, wow. But you know, R- Richard's top coach. Um, I think the performances from his team and, like you say, Brett, Jack Shaw. Um, Oban, like all the lads there. I think the performances kind of speak for themselves. Like you say, they're all doing really well. Um, I'm loving watching their fights lately. Um, you know, very impressive stuff. Uh, and I think it speaks speaks for itself, really. Like you say. Yeah. And does it kind of inspire you to sort of see the likes of Brett and Jack, people who you know, you know, going out there doing the business? Is that something that it it gives you a bit of a boost when you're going out there now to to do the same thing? Yeah, of course. Like you say, that they're all putting in the hard work, and like um, you know, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen them all in the gym, um, constantly, and it just kind of like you say, it goes to show, like Brett's saying, that hard work. Like he's not just going out there sparking people because uh, obviously, I'm not saying he can't, but uh, like you, know, he's he's got that fitness, he's got that durability because he's put in the work in the gym, and he's going out there and kind of proving it, and it's a testament for it. So um, yeah, of course, it's very, very good to watch. Yeah, and Corey, I, I gotta say, because we're getting a couple of comments in now. Um, it, it was the first thing I s- said to you when you came on earlier. You've changed your hair again. Um, what, uh, what, what's the story with the hair dye? T- tell them what you told me earlier. Uh, uh, it's it's still brown. I've, I'm fresh out the shower. It just looks dark because it's soft and wet. <laughs> I literally, you, I got out the shower and you texted the link. So I, I'm sat here with dripping wet hair. If I'm honest, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just boring brown. We've got Cutters uh, MA saying she looks like she's in a prison cell. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on not... my bunk bed. Yeah. I'm on my bunk bed. So... Yeah. No, there we go. Uh, Brett, it's come back to you now. A lot of questions. Peter Knox is asking, what's, what's next for the pipe? You know, any, any, I know obviously that I, this was actually unintentional, but obviously you got yourself, you gave uh, Faber a little shout out in the post fight press conference. One of Corey's uh, coaches. What, what, what's the, uh, what's the chances of that happening? Do we think? Um, to be honest, um, like the reason why I call Faber, I think a lot of people look at it as um, as a sort of like I think anybody in this game when they get called out, they instantly feel defensive about it. Like, and I look at the thing as you know, the the guy is a pioneer in in like the way mixed martial arts. You know, yeah, definitely. I used to watch that. I used to watch that guy in WEC, and and it, it's me because. I I fought fighters who I've been fans for since I since I could remember watching MMA. I was a big fan of Pedro Munoz in the UFC before I'd even got there. I was a big fan of Alderman Sterling in the UFC before I'd even got there. And like the big thing for me would, you know, I'm coming off two wins over top prospects. So why can't I fight a guy who has been there and done it? And you know, I like the guy who like he's a fantastic in the sport and when you watch him in these UFC events even when he's backstage he's just he's just respected by so many people and I think a lot of people will look at it as as, as Brett Connor the old guy and, and the guy you know his last fight he lost against the champion and yeah I was just going to say that, that he knocked out and he knocked out a, a top 15 fighter so like personally for me the reason why was Uriah Faber is because of you know, it, win, lose, a draw against that guy, I'm going to be so happy I stepped in with someone who is a Hall of Famer. That's all there is to me. You know, I'm not scared to win, lose, or draw that fight, you know. But um, just to step and look across the cage 
just before the referee says, are you ready, ready to fight? And Uriah favours there. My nerves are going to be all over the shop. But um, to be completely honest, it's, um, it's, it's, it's one of them things. Like at the minute, though, I've got to kind of take some time off. Like I said, I've got a bit of a nasty injury at the minute, which I've got to try and get over. And then, what, um, and what, then have we, what have we got wrong with us at the minute, Brett? If, are you allowed to say? So this is my um, after, after the bedroom. I from my right cheekbone, and um, and this side now, thanks courtesy of Montel Jackson's left. <laughs> he's he's uh, fractured. He's fractured my cheekbone on my on my on my left side. So the problem is in this game, I've got prominent like cheekbones. And um, I fractured both sides now. Um, you should you should be modelling, Brett, not that again. <laughs> you need, you need be, some chubby um, little baby cheeks like me. That's what, that's what I, when I hit bantamweight, though, like, then things come out wide, you know. But <laughs> look, like to be honest, I, I spoke to the the, um, the actual consultant who's sorting her out, and he's referred me to another specialist because he thinks. It might need surgery, it might not, but the surgery process isn't exactly um, uplifting. I'll have to get cut <laughs> yeah, open from here. Yeah. E- e- we've we've oh, lost you for a second, Brett, but we've got we've we've got you He's like frozen, uh, but it's terrifying. Yeah, we've just got you with this lo- uh, ominous kind of scalpel going over your forehead at the minute. I don't know if you can hear us. <laughs> you yeah, back? I can hear you. Yeah, it's my, it's my. I, I'm back. I think. Yeah. So basically, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to peel my face off, oh. and then fix it. So I'm um, fingers, fingers crossed, it'll get sorted. Yeah. Just try not to get punched in the face next time, Brett. <laughs> That's the fun bit, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. But I want to read a couple of questions. We've got Joe Barton who's saying, "Who will be the next Welsh fight to sign for the UFC?" Apart from Corey, I was just going to say, obviously Corey is the, the next one going out to uh, fight with the contenders. Uh, Corey, other than yourself, who's the next one, do you think? Well, you've put me on the spot now, haven't you? I'm trying to think who there is. Uh, I see, obviously, Oban's making a lot of uh, a lot of hype on Twitter and everything. I think a few more fights for him, perhaps. Yeah, Oban's good. good shout. Brett? Apart from Corey, because uh, Cutler's MMA has already said she she's the next one in. I, Who was the one after her? I was go- I was going to go to that. So that's the next one, you know. <laughs> but uh, if, uh, so, um, if it's if it's not Corey, you know, obviously Mason Jones is on a bit of a tear at the minute, uh, and um, Mason. I think I think if 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 Orban keeps opening his mouth, he won't be long before he gets there, you know. He keeps that talk going and backing up the way he is. I think he'll be there sooner than what a lot of people might think. Yeah, there's a lot of noise coming out about Oban at the gym at the minute. A lot impressing a lot of people. How's he getting on with his training at the minute, Brett? Put it this way, I, I'm not enjoying training with him at the minute. The guy is an absolute beast. He's fit. He's ready. And and what's mad is, he in his fights you don't you don't you, nobody has seen him. At his best in his fights, in his professional career, he's gone three and zero, and he's in, and he's beaten guys in his weakest area. So um, I'm absolutely terrified to see what's next. Yeah, there's 
like you say, I, I know it's, it's MMA UK. I, I'm Welsh, so I do kind of have that little bit of a affinity towards Welsh fighters. It's so exciting to be looking at our fighters at the minute. But UK MMA as a whole, especially with those cards out in Abu Dhabi, there was just so so many British talent, so many British talents on there. Um, all great fights, a lot of good wins. I think. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys think. I'll, I'll come to you first, down, Brett. How did you think Britain performed overall out in Abu Dhabi? Because there was a, a big contingent out there, wasn't there? Yeah, you know, I think I think uh, the the Brits in 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 complete like um, every single one I went out there. I think it was kind of like fifty fifty, if I'm honest. Someone who who really did impress me. The most impressive fighter out there, in my opinion, was probably. Uh, I think his name is Laurent Mo- Murphy. He was really impressive. Yeah, Beating a really good, good guy, Ricardo Ramos. Really, that was impressive. And the other guy, and and like you can you can say I'm biased, but the way he, you know, he was a big like favorite in the fight. But personally, just 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 the way he handled it was amazing. That's Jack. You could not have gone. You could not. That fight would not have gone any better than what Jack went out and done. To be completely honest, it was. Um, Watching it in my hotel room, it was mad. I could see the actual venue where Jack was fighting. I was watching my hotel room, but um, he handled that fight so well. And I think, you know, everybody did really well. Even the even the people that lost. Like I felt like Jai Herbert was another one. You know, Jay Jay's like was yeah, so unlucky. Was so lucky in that fight. He, he was winning the fight until he got until he got knocked out. I think wasn't he? Mm. That's and the co- problem when you fight. When you when you're fighting someone like Francisco Trinaldo, with that experience, he, he's dangerous in the first minute or the last minute, you know. Yeah, and we've got Reza pa- uh, Re- Reza Peterson. He's saying Corey Brett and the Holden Wales MMA gang should head here to Sweden sometime. Some great gems that would appreciate your expertise. So uh, big shout out there, Reza. Uh, we we have your comments quite a lot on you now, so thanks for supporting as well, buddy. And uh, yeah, I'm sure sure some of these guys would love to get over to Sweden. They got some good gyms over there, Corey. I've heard them. Yeah, uh, I went to Sweden uh, when I was 16. Uh, yeah, I've been actually been funny enough. I've been discussing it with Jack. So there are a lot of girls out there. Um, yeah. So yeah, funny. Is, is that something that is, t- is tough for you in terms of training, Corey? Because I know, like with with you getting matched up, there is always that sort of little bit of extra difficulty. Um, but is, is it tough for you with finding like lots of high level training partners when you're in the UK? In comparison to places like Sweden and the US, um, it, it depends really. Like there, there is, but obviously back here there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of training. Uh, sorry, traveling. Uh, there's <laughs> a lot of traveling that goes into it. Um, so whereas obviously when I'm out at Team Alpha and that there's a lot more of the accessible um level of partners on the mats, um. Back here, unfortunately, again, like I've got small lads that I train with, like Lee and Charlie. I've been doing all my rounds lately. Um, and they're like 15ers, 25ers, and um, uh, <laughs> and so that's that they've obviously been pushing me. But, um, like you say, small lads are great for scrambles, they're obviously naturally a little bit more stronger than me, so I've got to put a lot more into what I'm doing. But also, then obviously, you've got the argument of the realism of. Obviously, if I spar with women, it's it's very different. Like they move differently, you know, the the strength, speed, it's it's all slightly different. Um, so you know, I think at the moment it's just a case of take what I can get and make the most of it, especially during the coronavirus, uh, the pandemic. But um, there's definitely a lot of high level uh, training partners around the UK, and I definitely think the levels catching up to the US, if not, uh, you know, already on par with it. Yeah. Um, 
it's just that's like say, my, my weight and size. Yeah, no, that's, that's good to hear. So Re- Reza, I think answer your question. Corey's been there, and there's there's a possibility you could see her there again, buddy. So uh, keep keep your eye out for Corey and uh, yeah, Brett. Brett, what, what I want to ask you as well because you you one guy who's you're a bit of a homebird you in terms of your training. Is, is it ever crossed your mind to sort of do what Corey does and go and do a bit of a training holiday over in the states or anywhere like that? Believe it or not, I done one. I done one back in. Uh, um, oh, April I didn't know. Start. Yeah, April slash May two thousand and nineteen, um, and the reason why I went out there that time was because of I think I uh, my brother pulled me aside and said, "Look, I think you need to go away." And I was like, "Where'd you go, Brett?" And he's like, "Vegas." I went to Vegas. Oh, for, um, you did? Weeks. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my brother said to me, he said, "Look, I think you should go away." And I was like, "Well, well, no, I'm enjoying everything back home." And he's like, "No, no, no, you need to go away for your career." And looking back at the time, I think I went out there, it was like 77 kilos. You know, I fight at 61s, like, you know, so it was a bit of a big, big step up. And I went out there, managed to train in syndicate. So I met up with the, the guys, John Woods, the head coach there. Obviously, you know, he's in a relationship now with, with Jojo, um, who I absolutely Caldwell. love. I love Joanne Caldwell. She, she's amazing. Like, you know, I know she was unlucky this weekend, but she's a great person, very friendly. And um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but... Like I said, I've had that experience of going out there, and just like what Corey said, the the level now it, it it's on par. Like you know, in my opinion, it really is. And and like I've always been that believer of if you train as hard as you can back home, you you're gonna be the best you can be. Like and I'm I'm lucky. I'm in a gym where I'm pushed with a guy who's also at the same level as me. So me and Jack and yeah. Jim we're having some crazy rounds. Then you put Orban in the mix, and it's just crazier again. And to be honest, it's 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 an honour really being with them guys, you know, and it's nice. And like I said, I don't like leaving home, but once I'm out there, I love it. The <laughs> states, man, I love I love the states. You know, if someone said to me you can only fight in the states from now until you retire, I will be a happy man. Didn't you do Florida as well before your last fight in Feb? Yeah, so I went out to Henry Hoops, um, Hard Knock three six five, managed to you know meet up with the guys there, so. Like watching the guys like Vito Belfort, Anthony uh, Anthony Johnson on the mat, you know there was loads of top top names, but you know it was amazing to be there around surrounded by them guys and you know I can't I can't really pick a favorite between Miami and Vegas I can't seem to pick a favorite but they were both amazing places and you know like and I'm yet to go kind of like mid America like and train there. I fought in Kansas City once, I fought in Alabama, you know, they, they were amazing little states. Not so much known for their MMA teams, but you know, other than other than James Krause and Glory, he's in um, Kansas, I think, or Missouri. But um yeah, you know, I, I loved I love the experience of going out there and I do love the States and um You I did can't, the Titan Titan as well, didn't you, Brett? You did yeah, the Titan fights as well, didn't you? Yeah, so the, the Alabama fight was probably my favourite one where you know, not many people go to to Alabama for a, for an MMA fight, but um, to go down to deep South America was 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 brilliant. And um, I can't wait for this rubbish to be over so I can get back out there. To be honest. Yeah. Right, Corey. I've got a couple of questions. First of all, I've got MMA funny. You were saying, do you think you'll be released out of jail in time for the Contender series? <laughs> <laughs> Training camp bed, bunk bed, isn't it? So yeah, there we go. MMA funny. She will she will be released out of jail in time for the contender series. We hope. We hope. Okay. And then the... <laughs> we then got 
MMA women who's asking, Corey, who would your dream opponent in the UFC be? I'll fight anyone. Um, you know, I, I I strongly believe, you know, conf- like as much as uh, Brett was saying, like cardio is key. I think confidence is key as well. Uh, I firmly believe that with the right preparation, I could beat anybody. Uh, so I don't necessarily have a dream fight. I just want to get there and I want to, you know, start, start, making my, start making my moves and showing everyone that I am going to be world champion one day. Yeah, great answer. But uh, Brett, I'll pass that question over to you. Co- for Corey, who would you say is? Uh, would you like to see her fight when she wins this uh, next one of the Contender Series? Oh, for Any- for, for for anybody. Is, one, what is it? One fifteeners. Is that is, there, is anyone- on the spot now? Yeah, so t- <laughs> I, I, I've just no, realised that's quite I, difficult. I, I, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's not. There's there's a lot of good one fifteeners there. You know, like um, I think. There's this like top girls like a man a man is it Amanda Cooper was it was a was a good name that's a good name you know them guys obviously the the likes of Paige Van Sant now I think she's gone up to one two five um so them guys there Felice Herring is another one you know one fifteen now she's a good one and with Felice she has that like um likability behind her she's got a lot of support a fight like that and, and like stylistically that ain't a good fight for someone like Felice to be honest. There you go, Brett. Brett, you are an encyclopedia of MMA knowledge when it comes to like UFC fighters, now. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lot better with my older <laughs> UFC. Uh, I I remember when I when, that was back when I was a huge huge fan. I could name you every event from UFC 80 to 120. You know every main event from there. But I've I've kind of since it's become a job, I've kind of gone less so. Yeah, no fair play. I I, I always forget. I sometimes think I'm going to put you on the spot, but you always. You're always getting back, so <laughs> fair play, mate. Next question is from Planet Boxing, and this is for both of you guys. Would either of you consider going to bare-knuckle boxing once you finish with MMA? Uh, Brett, no. we'll come to you for that one first. Uh, Corey's done. Sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> why, why not, Corey? What's, why not, Corey? What's the... I I just don't think it's good for your hands, to be fair. Um, you know, I've got little baby hands. <laughs> I can't be breaking them on someone's head. Uh yeah, I just, I just don't think it's smart in terms of damage. Uh, you know, MMA is my main goal. It's what I want to pursue. And as far as boxing goes, it's not something that excites me anyway. Uh, I enjoy the MMA too much. I like to grapple up with people. I like the elbows. I like the knees. I just, I don't ever see myself pursuing anything else, to be honest. Well, and Brett, same question to you, buddy. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> intrigues me. <laughs> It does. It does intrigue. One of one of my one of the guys I train with is James Lilly, who's fighting for a British band at a boxing title yeah, coming up yeah. now. Um, and I I love James. He's a, he's an amazing guy, and uh, we get on so well. But I've done a couple of rounds with him, and he he's helped he helped me out my last fight as well. So I I got so much respect for James Lilly and stuff. Getting in there, the guys had over a hundred fights. That's like boxing, MMA, K one, bare knuckle. The guys had a hundred fights and. And he's been in there with a the who's who, but um, yeah, I I'd be lying if I said I'm not I'm not interested by it. You know, um, not so much the I I'm at the minute I like the the Florida BKFC, I like that promotion where they're yeah. getting like a lot of big names in there. There's a couple of good fighters uh, around my weight. I think the champion of my weight is Johnny Bedford, who used to be a UFC bantamweight. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 interested to not you know at the end of the day. I, I just I just put it this way, you know. When you tell someone I do MMA, they go, "Oh, you do MMA? Oh, brilliant!" You know, they 
you get a little bit of respect. But when you tell them <laughs> you do burn up a boxing, they look at you slightly different. They think you're crazy. Yeah. And, uh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, no, fair play. Brett, we've got another another question from Greg Carlo. And uh, I, I want to bring something into this because Greg is uh, Greg saying, is it true you've got a blue, a blue bird badge tattooed on your ass? Believe it or not, that's not <laughs> true. I, I heard you're oh, a Swans I, I, fan, I, you know? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge Swans fan, you know. But I, but like I said, you know, like the the, the whole the Greg Greg asked me that question, but um, I I won't be answering any more questions from Greg because the guy can't <laughs> even ride a bike properly. So I'm not I'm not asking I'm not, I don't answer any more questions from Greg Carlo. Let's put that out there. So that's Greg Carlo. <laughs> he's Jack, this is Jack Shaw's uh, strength and conditioning guy, right? He's the UFC SNC coach. There we go. So, Greg, you you ain't you ain't giving him no help on that bike, then, uh, Brett? You? Nah, he's done. He's done with me. now. that's it. That question has <laughs> done it for me. No, he can't. And I, I, I was having that. I... <laughs> so I was gonna say is if I I did an article for Wales Online recently, which was about obviously the three Welsh fighters going, and the picture that is got of you is a, a picture with a Cardiff City flag in the background, and I, I just remember <laughs> as soon as it posted that. I, the, uh... the, the whole of the yeah. comments is like, haha, Brett John's got a Cardiff City flag behind him. I, yeah. I just thought that was really so, funny. So basically, Corey, if you, if you didn't know, I'm not particularly liked by the Cardiff fans because of my association with Swansea City. So um, I did an open workout before uh, for Cage Warriors. And I held <laughs> some pads. I held some pads for old band and he was doing a little bit of a workout. And afterwards they said, oh, can we get a photo with you? So I had a photo in Guy Lockett's gym and I didn't realise that behind me was a massive Cardiff City flag. And uh, yeah, I haven't been living that down ever since, really. Yeah, I thought I thought that was very funny. Very funny. So uh, yeah, there we go. Um, Brett, obviously we've got a big fight coming up for Corey. What what, what advice should you be giving her now going into this fight? It's a, it's a huge fight, a huge opportunity for her to... Kind of make waves in the UFC and in, in that in that 115 division. What what advice you be saying to a, a young fighter going out to America for this one? Oh, honestly, the best advice I could possibly give you is literally just enjoy the process. Like I think a lot of fighters kind of take it for granted. I know that might be a sort of cop out answer, but it's it's really not. You want to enjoy this process and like you'll always remember this fight in your career. This will be a huge fight in your career. And just enjoy it, because when, when you enjoy things, the whole process of it is a lot easier. I, I, I experienced that my last one, being with, uh, with Shaking Carlton Abu Dhabi. I enjoyed the whole week. Even the cutting weight was fun, <laughs> if you can believe that. But um, just enjoy the whole process. Get out of Vegas and um, take it all in, man. It's going to be out of the show. I can't wait to watch it, actually. I'm excited. And, and Corey, for people who are not so familiar with yourself and, and what you're doing there, what, what can they expect... Uh... On the contender series, uh, I think this fight's going to be uh, very well rounded. To be fair, I think we're going to come out short, uh, you know, show some some of my boxing skills, uh, pick her off a little bit. Uh, you know, if it gets engaged, I'm not I, I'm not afraid. Obviously, I very much prefer the wrestling myself. To be fair, uh, I've got a very wrestling dominant fight fight style. Um, and then, like I say, she's got a very high caliber jiu-jitsu, But I've also been training jiu-jitsu since I was a you know preteen. So I think. Again, you're looking for some exciting scrambles on the ground if it if it makes it there. Um, you know, some grindy wrestling and some uh, nice sharp boxing. So that's the plan anyway. Yeah, no, brilliant. 
like I said, we're very much looking forward to it. And someone just asked as well, are we going to be able to see that fight on Fight Pass? I'm not sure if you know that answer. Yeah, I think it's Fight think- Pass and then ESPN Plus, but I think that's just I think that's just American. So I think it'll be Fight Pass for the UK. So yeah, guys, we're gonna have to actually check up on that. And I, I'm pretty sure they do have them on Fight Pass for us. So I, I think we're pretty safe to say it is on there. You can catch Corey on there. And, I know they uh, go on YouTube after. Um, so I don't know if they live stream. You can live stream on YouTube, can't you? Joe, I don't actually I know. Maybe, I like. Yeah, I think they could. They could I, I think they. I think you might be right there, Corey. I think they do do something with YouTube when it comes to the contender series. Yeah. There we go. We'll have to double check that. This is another thing we're going to have to double check. Corey, anyone, anyone you want to shout out uh, for helping you get prepared for this one? Yeah, obviously, I've already said uh, Jack Mason's been jumping so many hurdles, um, you know, uh, so really grateful for him. Uh, also, Frankton Group, uh, they've funded everything. You know, they've, like, I wouldn't have been able to pay for these medicals. Obviously, like, the UFC are reimbursing and helping out and stuff, but. I wouldn't have been able to pay for any of my training, any of my travel, any of my medicals without them. So, uh, you know, a massive shout out to them as well. Um, yeah, just basically all my training partners and everyone that's helped me get ready. Uh, really look forward to it now, to be fair. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's short enough notice where there's not been enough, like, not enough stress. I'm just kind of having fun, just training as and when and gone, oh, now it's fight week. Great. <laughs> like, so yeah. it should be nice and chilled. Yeah. Corey, I know we had to let you go a little bit earlier tonight because obviously it's lights out in the prison. Um, but, but we've got a couple more. We've got a couple of questions coming in, um, which I did want to just run through quickly with you guys. The first one yeah. is what some someone asking. Let me see, Sean Davis. He's asking uh, Corey and Brett as an amateur for MMA fighter. What would you recommend the best source of cardio for yourself is? Uh, let's let's go for you first, Corey. Be- best source of cardio. Um, I think obviously, like you say. Uh, cardio is very important. Uh, funny enough, my dad is actually my uh, my cardio coach, CV coach. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing my sprints, my VO2s, my threshold runs and all that. But I think at amateur level, it's very much, especially if you're not doing it as a full-time athlete, I think you've got to like consider the fact that it is supplementary. Uh, you do get a lot of cardio work from junior rounds, your live work. I don't think it should ever be. Uh, so it shouldn't be something that takes away from uh, your training so if you have the time to add in like you say like read up on some some of your threshold training uh, get yourself a polar heart rate monitor um you know do some hill sprints and everything that's great um but like you say if you're not training full-time just getting in the getting in the gym uh and training you know five six days a week doing your live work uh you know that'll already put you step ahead of those people that are just in there doing it as a hobby yeah Brett, Brett, anything to add on that? What's uh, for Sean, who's an amateur MMA fighter? What's what's his best bet for getting uh, fit as Brett Johns? I, 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 nice and simple. Just follow the same process that I do. Just go to your living room, sit down, put Forrest <laughs> Gump on the DVD player. Then what you do, you you fast forward an hour and forty, and you watch the bit where Forrest Gump goes. <laughs> I I just kept running and running, and that's all I do. <laughs> I run, I run, I run, and that's it. That, that gets you fitter than ever. But just like Corey said, it shouldn't take away from your important training, your skill set, your skill training, your sparring. But it's definitely something I do uh, on the side. Like the, the boys in the gym take the mickey out of me because I'll do a session and, and the boys go, hey, bro, what are you up to now? I go, I'm just going to go te- do a 10K. And they look, they look at me stupid. But I enjoy running and I, I don't, believe it or not, I don't even run with music. I just run normally with no music in my years and I can do that for about 10 miles I'm not too much bored but um, 
that, I just know that that gets me the fit, the fittest I can be. Yeah, so you know that crazy. statement, uh, you know where you said people look at you differently if you say you're a bare knuckle boxer? That's how I look at you when yeah. you say you run without music. <laughs> 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 don't, don't, don't get me wrong, it's a lot, it's a lot easier when you've got music, but um, if, you've, if you've seen my phone, that's probably why the connection's bad. It's uh, I I have a terrible phone with no music on it, so it's not by choice. Put it that way. I have a vision in my head of Brett running and singing at the same time, singing yeah. to himself like. <laughs> James Blunt, you're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, that's a good one. Um, Sean is also asking, guys. I, we have this every time, but we we ask it every time. It doesn't matter. When are we getting an MME? Uh, sorry, a UFC in Wales, Brett. Come on, buddy. Give it. Give us some answers. I know you know the answer to this one. Look, I, I, I honestly believe, you know, it should, it should be done within the next like year and a half, really. You know, I think it can be done. I think the whole thing with the venue or that we haven't got a venue big enough. I, I don't believe that's actually true. Like I remember watching, ironically, UFC Sacramento didn't have a big crowd. You know, when I did the calves, I said there must have been about three hundred people in that venue. We can actually do a UFC now. There's there's enough venues around the country which can hold it. Yes, it might be on a smaller scale, but I truly believe we can actually do this now. Um, you know, they obviously got the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff. They're building the, the new arena in Swansea. Just just imagine, just imagine, Luke. Imagine if it was the first ever UFC was UFC Swansea. How beautiful would that be? I, I, w- I wouldn't hate on it, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> anywhere this side of the border, <laughs> anywhere this side of the border is good with me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And we've, we've got Frankie Anderson, who's our, our tech guy, who's saying that we're actually live on YouTube now. So I guess that's in, that response, to, that's in response to Corey's fight being streamed on YouTube. We don't know if that is, but we definitely are, guys. Check us out, MMA UK. Um, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, I think that's pretty much it for the questions. Now, we've got Kappa's MMA who's saying ground and pound elbows for the win for Corey. Uh, a, a, lot of, uh, a, a lot of big support coming for you, Corey. So, uh, big shout out to all the guys. Thank and you. Hopefully, they'll get behind you. Chris Garden is saying UFC Newport, uh, Newport Ledger Centre. Brett, what do you reckon about that? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like <laughs> that. I'd like that as well. <laughs> there we go. Well, guys, it's been great speaking to you, honestly. Really appreciate your time. I know, uh, obviously, you're both very busy. So, Corey, first of all, where, where can people get you on uh, on social media? And, you know, give, give, you, give yourself a shout-out. Try and get some more followers, hopefully. Yeah, uh, Corey McKenna 99 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I've got a Facebook page, Corey McKenna. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, give me a follow. That'd be cool. Thank you. Well, yeah. <laughs> guys, make sure to go follow, follow Corey, obviously, yeah. Uh, a, a, a massive uh, a massive potential for MMA in the UK and we wish you all, all the best Sean Davis is saying all the best Corey as well and uh, Peter Knox Sean Davis all saying go kick your butt so yeah best of luck Corey and uh, all the best Brett Johns always a pleasure to have you on buddy I, I did your rumours you were thinking of starting your own podcast wasn't you trying to take my job believe it or not though, <laughs> you, 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 Lewis you're safe this is just going on about the L- <laughs> this is going on about the the element of um football fashion. It's going down that route. It's not going <laughs> down the route of MMA. I, I know I'm, as much as I know about MMA, I know a lot more about fashion and football. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go down that route, I think. There we go. Where can people get you on social media, Brett? Uh, don't bother, you won't like me. 
Don't bother. Is that, is that, is that a hashtag? At don't bother, no, you don't like me. No, no. <laughs> People will be looking no, for that now. Uh, <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter, at 36Johns, Instagram, BrettJohnsMME. Appreciate the follow, appreciate the support. Thank you to my teams and sponsors. It really goes a long way, so thank you. And thank you have me on, Lewis. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. That's a, that's a great hashtag. Don't bother, you won't like me. I, I think I'm going to start. I wish I would have started that one up now. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for the time tonight. And uh, all the best of luck. And we'll, we'll speak to you all soon. Thanks Cheers, for having guys. us on. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. How do I get